hi there, everyone. Welcome to episode 26 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe, and I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Evening. Mr. Sean Davies. Hello. And Mr. Paul Collett. Hello, chaps. How are we all? All right. Very good, thank you. Yeah, really well. Living the dream. <laughs> Talking about lasagna. All right, Talking about lasagna. Yeah, you missed it. The whole conversation about lasagna. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm gutted. What was the uh, what was the discussion? Apparently, uh, uh, dinners that girlfriends cook, and then it kind of went onto a tangent about fajitas on the floor or something like that. I can't remember. Do, do, yeah, we, we can't confess that story because if <laughs> 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 yeah, somebody received fajitas that had once been on the floor. Let's just say that, and we won't say who, and we won't ever confess what happened. Okay. You got it. How are you, uh, Roscoe? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, had a nice week. Uh, had a nice week at home, and uh, now I'm uh, back in front of my PS4, reliving my terrible, sad little life. Wow. <laughs> well, that took a, that's how it took we went to Nintendo, yeah. though. So you know. Uh, yes, we did, and we shall talk about that a little bit later on. But first, okay. as ever. It is what we've been playing. So, who should I go to first? Mr. Greg Hicks, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I finally finished the main storyline in Monster Hunter. Hooray! In, in preparation for Iceborne. Well, I had my friends sort of going on about me about finishing it, and then we could take on more quests, and he's been telling me that for the last like six months. But it turns out you do need to have finished the end game to play Iceborne. So I figured I should really get it done before I do eventually buy Iceborne. And WRC 8, which is absolutely nails. I mean, my, my <laughs> review will be up early this week, but um, to summarise, yeah, it's good. It's got a hell of a lot more management to it than Dirt did. There's a lot more crew management and sort of micromanaging your team. But yeah, is it nails? I mean, there's a clip of me. I mean, I think that was just me ballsing up. There's a clip of me playing it on Twitter and crashing straight away. But is it, it is a sim rally game that's really difficult and as i said to you in the slack chat the first rally it gives you is snowy bastard sweden like who does that 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 should be like an end like a later on level <laughs> not not here's your first race kid you've done two training laps go out and drive around sweden hold on that was the um i think i re- reviewed the last one was it wrc7 i think i reviewed that and the, yeah the first level on that one was bloody snow capped snow snowmageddon chaos stupid I, I wonder if this actually follows the season Maybe. Well, maybe, maybe it's just the same game with a new name. <sighs> <laughs> just reskinned it. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Uh, yeah, so on the, on the, on the cover. yeah, they've just, they've just gone and redubbed all the voices, so it says eight <laughs> to the seven. Oh, conspiracy, I like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then that's pretty much it. And a quick blast on Star Wars Pinball, but we'll talk about that later. I, I want to talk nice. to you about, yes. about Gears. Can I ask you about Gears? Are you still playing Gears? I finished Act 1. Okay. No, I finished Act 1, Chapter 1. Right, I, I played... will ask you later then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Paul Collett, what have you been playing this week? Well, I've been playing, wait for it, Bus Simulator. Oh yeah, tell me all about Bus Simulator. Bus Simulator is actually really good fun. And I can't believe I'm saying these words. It's, it's insane, really. Yeah, review coming up later this week. I won't... I won't go into it too much detail, but there's something quite nice um, about having a sort of an open world city that you don't have to like kill people or drive at a million miles an hour and uh, know, whatever. It's quite cathartic. It's relaxing and, you know, it's driving a bus. 
what more do you want? Quite a lot, if, that, if that's your idea of fun, but still. It's, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's really good. But, you know, not perfect, obviously. It's a busting layer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're um, so close. So close to you, actually, just being so positive about a game. But well, it's not I, perfect. I mean, it's not. Wrong, it's so terrible. I'm, terrible. Seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing a 7 out of 10. For too many yeah, bus, drive, too much bus driving. Yeah, no point in writing you now, is there? Because you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of ten, too much bus driving. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite good. It's uh, it's certainly different. It's quite a nice date pace and makes a change from uh, all the thousand miles an hour kind of chaos games we sort of play. And I've also just started playing Far Cry 5 again because I never really got into it the first time around. And my sister's gone to Montana and been sending me loads of photos of Montana. And I figured, hey, man. I want to go to Montana too, so I put on Far Cry 5, and it's pretty good. <laughs> I crazy. hope the Montana that she's visiting is better than the one that's in Far Cry 5. Uh, well, yeah, I hope so. Otherwise, she's probably strapped up in some shed somewhere, you know. Oh, no, she's gone to join a cult. Well, we'll be surprised. Nice, I do like Far Cry 5. I don't think it's got a... Uh, do not think it gets the respect it deserves. Hey, here's a question, um... Actually, but I, when I played Far Cry 5 first time around, I kept going into these weird drug-induced missions with wolves and stuff, and they really pissed me off, which is probably why I kind of gave up with the game. <laughs> it was not fun. Is it? Is that? Is that obligatory, or is it just sort of, are they little side missions? I, can't, I, can't, I don't quite remember how I got into it, to be honest with you. They, they are obligatory, unfortunately. Oh, they are, they are story missions. Oh, I hate drug missions. They are the worst. Yeah. But I think I think Far Cry 5 was the one that kind of put the nail in that whole coffin. I think everybody was done with them by the end of Far Cry 5 because every every boss was a drug mission. You know, there was... Anyway, it's just all about the trippiness, isn't it? It's just... I didn't... I didn't I, it's so annoying because uh, other than that, it's, it's quite good fun. Do you know what I mean? It's really good. Yeah. Drug missions. I need to ask you about Buzz Simulator. Okay. okay. So, like, obviously, I've been playing PC PC gaming simulator a couple of weeks ago, and that was super cathartic. What, what, like, do you get penalised for turning up late to bus stops and stuff? Have you got to stick to a timetable? What's the whole deal? Well, you see, I'm such a good bus driver, I've yet to turn up late, so I don't actually know the answer to that. Um, oh, right. But, well, <laughs> but, 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 but. You do get penalised for running red lights, curbing the, the wheels, and obviously crashing and stuff. And the penalisation is in terms of money. If I could go into the story a little bit, it's basically, uh, uh, for some reason, the mayor of this town you're driving around in has just cancelled the bus service. Uh, I don't know why. Probably, you know, some kind of Boris Johnson or whatever. Uh, and <laughs> you basically set up a new bus company. So the idea is you need to make money, obviously, to you know, expand. So when you're driving a bus and you're curving it and crashing and things like that, then you get penalised quite big chunks of money, which takes out your profit, which means you can't upgrade your bus to the Super Nitro Mercedes or wherever it is. Um, so that's the only penalisation I've come across at the moment, but I will see. I'm going to make a concerted effort to be late for the bus. Okay. And I, I need to comment on the fact that you're really proud that you've never been late to a stop, but you have so definitely crashed. You have definitely run a red light. You have definitely curved your wheels. 
<laughs> yeah, but for me, I, was, I, was, I was playing Breath it's, of Thought. It's the little and... things, isn't it? <laughs> I'm on time all the time. I mean, the buzz might be smoking a crater by the time I catch that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like crazy taxi meets Breath of Thought. I was like, <laughs> you imagine him pulling up to a stop, like, get the fuck in, I'm not being late. This is probably the one, if I can tell you about the downside of this bus simulator, um, is that you have to take money off the off the passengers. And yeah, that's, that's what big a bus driver is. Eh? That's what big a bus driver is, surely. Yeah, no, that's fine. Right? In real life, you get a note, get some change, whatever. But in the game, you have a little cursor, three little kind of stacks of money. You have to rival cursor over each stack and give them back the correct change. And that, when you've got like a line of 20 people want to get on a bus, is pretty dry. But anyway, more coming soon in next week's review. Awesome. <laughs> wow. yeah. no. I'm just like, what do oh, I say what, to that? Squad, whole conversation, yeah. pull it up the review. That do, wouldn't it? No, I love it. I can't wait to read your review. I'm, I'm quite tempted to pick this up. It sounds amazing. Yeah, I don't think you quite like it. I'm just been in a weird mood. I've been, I've been enjoying flying around space in No Man's Sky, and space is as pretty much dull as you get in it, really. But yeah. okay, never be an astronaut. Nope. No. Oh mate, this Mars is dull as shit. This place, isn't it? Okay, now. <laughs> Paul's aspirations. There's nothing here. Paul's aspirations is not to reach for the stars, but to What's make sure that he gets <laughs> around the city. <laughs> <Did you> bus <laughs> driver. <laughs> hey, Sean, small steps, right? Next time it'd be like I'll get to Mars and it'd be fine. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. You shoot for the stars and you land on the A34. Make sure you get it on time. Yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Good man. Uh, awesome okay Sean what have you been playing this week sir uh, I've been playing a bit let me just get my list up you know as I do oh my god uh-huh. so <laughs> so I've been playing uh, I carried on with my Final Fantasy 8 remaster review sorry playthrough but I realised that I accidentally uh, missed a Timber Maniacs magazine and I couldn't get the Platinum Trophy, so I've stopped. I'm going to restart again, maybe in 10 years' time when I can be asked. Uh, I've also been playing a bit of Control, which is still awesome, still weird. Uh, I've been playing Headline and Novinue still, so I've been replaying that over and over and over again. There should be a review up on the website by the time this podcast goes live. I've also been playing Erica again. So Erica's great. It's fantastic. And you should absolutely be playing it. Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville. Great game. There's a lot of really good stuff in there that like, I didn't notice before. So a lot of the hubs have got like little links to zones that aren't live yet. So it looks like when the first the, the full game comes out, there's going to be like a mine and a town. There's already a forest and like like it's called Pleasantville or something. So not everything's live yet, but it looks like there's loads of plans for that game in the future. I've been playing Fractor again which is a, a great Limbo meets like Monument Valley game. It's well worth a go. It's just come out on PC. I've been playing 10S, which is a, a small indie game that came out a couple of years ago, but there's a sequel coming up, so I thought I'd have a go with the, the original. It's basically what happens if you mix like a bullet hell game with tennis. So you were on a court, and the other side of the court are enemies that spawn, and you have to basically throw a ball up and then serve it at them, and if you hit them, you take away their health. And, and every time you basically clear up all the monsters, you can get like more balls and more health and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Let's get to the biggies. So I've been playing Borderlands 3. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this game. I forgot all about this game. Oh, yeah. That 3 cool. Tell me about it. Yeah. So it's it's 
pretty cool. You know, people say it is just more Borderlands, and yeah, it kind of is more Borderlands, but they've really worked at making this formula even better than it was. Like, Borderlands 2 improved on everything that was in Borderlands 1, and Borderlands 3 really, really nails this stuff down now. So, like, looting... Like, they've made so many quality of life changes, for example. So, looting, you don't have to press square to pick stuff up anymore, unless it's a weapon and you need to, like, choose to pick it up. Um, the minimap is probably the best minimap in any game I have ever seen in my entire life. It's 3D, but 2D planes, and it's, like, elevated so you can see. Do you know how, like, sometimes you have, like, a, a waypoint in a map? And you can't tell whether it's up up above you or below you. This mini map allows you to see all of that. It is brilliant, like such a, a brilliant invention that they've made there. And like every game moving forward that does this open world should definitely be studying this mini map. It is brilliant visually. It looks sublime. The, the weapons are like a hundred times better than they were, and it feels like Destiny 2's weapons in Borderlands, which is insanely good to play with everything feels awesome to fire there hasn't been a single gun that i've been like yeah i want to get rid of this because it's crap because all of them feel awesome um, it's quite a statement because destiny their, their fire mechanics fire mechanics were godlike weren't they yeah they were I mean, like, i'll be honest with you i was super surprised so like i was recently playing borderlands 2 i was playing the dlc um that like the the bridging dlc between borderlands 2 and borderlands 3 and I was still in Borderlands 2 mode, so basically I just pointed in the in the direction um, and I, I clicked and fired. I expected things to blow up. This is, is so much more accurate. Like, you point down sides, and you know how in Borderlands 1 and 2, it didn't really matter if you, you fired down sides because most of the time the recoil would just, like, bounce you out of the way anyway because you were firing guns that were too stupid to actually be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they put sniper sniper scopes on a on a rocket launcher and stuff. It just didn't <laughs> make sense. Whereas this game, they've 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 really nailed that down. And every they've really gone for the um, kind of the mixture of the different types of guns. They've really specialized them into their own corners. So I can't remember which brand it is. I think it might be uh, Atlas. If you aims down sights with an Atlas weapon. A shield appears in front of you, so basically you get a bit of invulnerability, so you can basically step out into fire and and shoot down sights with that. And they got the like the Jacob stuff is like oldie worldy weaponry, which is really like really hugely damaging, but has absolutely no effect otherwise. So like there's no fire or electric or acid damage; it's all just straight up bullets. Uh, it's it's just such a, a a brilliant evolution of the the formula from two. I still felt really, really icky is the only word I can really use for it when Chris Hardwick, when his voice started in the first like half an hour of the game. Yeah, didn't feel good about that, I'll be honest. Like, I really wish he wasn't in the game. I really wish they did just... Uh, Right, so can you remember The Talking Dead? I don't know if you ever watched The Talking Dead. No. So basically he he was a games commentator who'd kind of made it big within the entertainment business at the same time he got a website yeah, so the, name, the name rings a bell yeah but basically he he was accused by his ex of some some pretty horrible things it was corroborated by quite a few people and he was in tale of the borderlands as a character called vaughn and this kind of came out after that and then they then 
you know, gear, you know, gearbox. They knew about this and still invited him back. And I guess, you know, like, I, I don't know how to feel about this because, like, I g- genuinely, like, as a as a character, I quite like Vaughn. Um, Vaughn's, like, a fun character. But then, like, I can hear Chris Hardwick's voice and I'm like, uh, you, you're, you're a little bit of a scumbag, to be honest. Who was Vaughn? Was he his mate? I think he's mate with glasses. Yes. Yeah. Reese. Reese. that's it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... It just, just made me feel a bit rough to be honest but the thing is with this 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 feels like the wokest borderlands i played yet which is like a, a statement in itself it doesn't feel as like like it's punching down so far i've not experienced any part of the game which i think you are taking the piss out of minorities or anything else it's not punching down at all it's just trying to be funny by being like stupid so it's, it's such a weird like i i know that some of the people that worked on this are like pieces of shit, but also I know a few of these people that worked on it that aren't pieces of shit and they worked really hard. So <laughs> massive quandary there. Yeah. Um, and Borderlands last... three is woke, huh? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's not woke, woke. <laughs> it's not like it's, you know, trying to make moral statements or anything, but, but it, it's like they've stopped calling them midgets and dwarves. They call them tinks. Now I don't know if that's offensive. Like, but I, I know that midgets and dwarves were. Ross, what have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please save me. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations, Borderlands 3, on being woke. Must be all those teenage girls that Randy Pitchford is hanging out with. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dear. What have I been playing? I've been, I haven't been playing all that much because I've been, uh, I've been away for a, but I have been playing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare multiplayer beta this weekend. And I'm really enjoying it. I will be the first to admit that I haven't played one in a long time. I tried Blackout last year, and it didn't really work for me. But yeah, for a like proper old school Call of Duty multiplayer, I haven't played it for ages. But I got the uh, I managed to get an early access code for this one, and thought I'd jump in. And I'm having a really good time with it. It's really fast paced. It's pretty wild. Um, I'm not terrible at it, which is a nice bonus because I've always thought I was quite bad at Call of Duty multiplayer. But yeah, I'm having a really good time with it, and I think that it's going to satisfy fans. I know a good friend of mine, another shout-out, two weeks in a row to Mr. Chris Howard, my God, who's been uh, playing it this weekend as well, and he's a master at these kinds of games, and so he's been telling me how much he enjoys it, how much he prefers it to the last few that have been out, so I guess it's doing something right. It's going back to uh, its roots. It seems very old school in that sense, very traditional in terms of Search and Destroy and uh, the uh, classic sort of team deathmatch games, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to playing it in full. I'm going to be sad when the beta's over because I just want to play it all week. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's that bad at all, to be honest. What else have I been playing? I've been playing the Contra Hardcore demo. Uh, is that the name of it? Uh, the Contra Rogue Core. Contra Rogue Core demo. Yes. <laughs> and that is a lot of fun. It's uh, free now on PS4. I'm not sure if it's anywhere else. It probably is. But yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's just classic. Just classic Contra, really. Just running around, shooting lots and lots and lots of horrific monsters and uh, blowing them up in any way you can imagine. It's a lot of fun. I, I have a question about this this Contra Rogue Core. Sure. I, I saw some video footage that was posted on Twitter and I couldn't verify that it was real or not. Is there like a massive input delay between the controller and actually actual actions happening? Is it a huge input delay on the game that you've noticed? Uh, no, not that I've noticed. Okay. I'm not entirely sure 
how this ended up surfacing, but it went a bit mental a couple of days ago when the demo came out and people were like complaining about how you like pressed the thumbstick one direction and it took about a second for that to happen. And then people were showing video evidence of it being it definitely wasn't a second, but it was there was some input delay, and I was I was kind of worried that because that game looks great, so I was kind of worried that it was going to spoil the fun. But if you're not noticed it, that's happy days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't noticed anything like that. It runs relatively smoothly. Uh, it's kind of like a, a top-down esque camera. It can manipulate depending on where you are on the level. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's good fun. It certainly plays better than I thought it was going to. I think that's the uh, the best thing to say about it. I think it's going to please the fans again. And I also finally beat the uh, story mode on Mario Maker Two, which is fun. It's just a hundred levels, just pounding through them, is a lot of fun. And so that has really been my gaming week. Nothing too uh, massive, but the the COD multiplayer is a lot of fun. Sean, you've been playing it too. Have you got any thoughts on it? I love it. I love it dearly. I, I am, I am very much enjoying the discourse that's going on online about the map design at the moment, because those players that have kind of grown up with COD over the last couple of years, and have become accustomed to the whole three lane map that Call of Duty is kind of stuck to over the last couple of years. Apart from Blackout, obviously, they are getting really upset that these maps are quite open and that things can, you know, you can go from lane to lane in a lot of these maps. And it definitely feels like old school modern warfare where um, anybody can attack from anywhere, anyone can pop out of any door, you have to watch all your high spots. You're going to die in this game a lot. You're not going to be one of these awesome people that, you know, kills 20 people before you die. It's it, You're going to die. So I, I'm really impressed with the level design. I think it's fascinating that they've kind of gone away from something that they've made their staple for a couple of years. And I'm really excited now for the game to come out. So... Yeah, it's a really, it's really encouraging everything I've seen, and uh, like the the door, like I mentioned this before, that doors were going to change Call of Duty entirely, mm. and they really do. It's just fascinating that, that like they've they've really gone to town on the innovations this year. Happy days. Yeah, yeah, good old Infinity Ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guys, good guys. Uh, so cool. That's it for what we've been playing then. Now it's time for. Gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world! Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters, hold on to your butts, and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest cat in the entire podcast cosmos. It's the knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies! Why, thank you. Welcome to the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. This week, again, I'd like to mix it up. We're doing something we did a couple hang of weeks on, ago. Hang, hang on, hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what, Sean? I've had enough of the tyranny of your quizzes. I can't take it anymore. So what's going to happen is I'm going to do the quiz this week, and you're going to answer the questions. Oh, sounds fun. Oh, snap. Ooh, shit just got interesting. Hold on a minute, though. Sure knows everything, so oh, that's well, fucked, we, isn't it? We're gonna see because I feel like the last two weeks these quizzes have been directly difficult in my direction, asking me about Street Fighter and Pokemon, and all this nonsense. <laughs> and I feel like Sean's been doing it on purpose. What I'm, what I've done is I've tailored 
this quiz uh, to, well, no one. We shall see. I'm not, gonna, I'm not that corrupt. I'm not like Sean. So I've got 12 questions here. Sean, are you ready for a quiz? I am. I'm All excited. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, dear. So, this is going to throw the leaderboard out of whack, isn't it? Well, well we've got the head, head start on you know, Roscoe. It doesn't really matter. You could miss the next 10 quizzes and be all right. <laughs> That's probably not true. Either you or Paul have to win this to keep Sean off the leaderboard. Well, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, is everybody ready? Yeah. Okay. Question one. What was the name of the main villain in the first Banjo-Kazooie? What was the name of the main villain in the first Banjo-Kazooie? Is that the full name? Or the... Just the, the uh, name? Just, just the first name is fine. Because that's all I have written down. Okay. Question two. What game console does Ryo have in his house in Shenmue? What game console does Ryo have in his house in Shenmue? And you said Sean's quizzes were tailored. <laughs> I'm just writing what I know. Is <laughs> question three, what is Roscoe's favourite game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Have you seen this already? Yeah. <laughs> Did you, were, you, were you quite impressed with my, my big shock surprise voice, though? I you, was. You'd already told me in the car you were going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh my god, no way, man. That's no, no way. <laughs> okay, question three. At just under 37 million copies sold, which is the best-selling Mario Kart game of all time? At just under 37 million copies sold, which is the best-selling Mario Kart game of all time? Is like what numerical answer, or what console it was on, or what? Uh, the title of the game, please. Oh, crap. Are you sure about this? Yep. Well, it's Mario Kart, isn't it? Okay. What's the question again, please? Uh, just under 37 million copies sold. Which is the best-selling Mario Kart game of all time? I know there's always a little bit of discussion about best-selling things that we do on this, these quizzes. But I was very thorough. Okay, question four. This might be an easy one. What three games were revealed at Sony's E3 2015 conference regarded as the Holy Trinity? What three games were revealed at Sony's E3 2015 conference regarded as the Holy Trinity. All three for a point. The problem with you asking me questions is because because we get excited about the same things and because like we play a lot of the same games, 
<laughs> this, yeah. You're right in my wheelhouse right now. God damn it. This wasn't going to be a difficult question, let's be honest. At least not for us four. Okay, question five. What were the first two PS4 games available on PlayStation Plus? What were the first two PS4 games available on PlayStation Plus? Again, both for a point. It's terribly quiet out there. I'm just pondering. Oh, Sorry, I'm, e I'm eating, so... <laughs> ah, that's very considerate of you. Thank you. Okay, question... Six. What was the name of Liam Neeson's character in Fallout 3? What was the name of Liam Neeson's character in Fallout 3? Did he have a particular set of skills? He did. It's a very... Oh, no, I won't, I won't say anything. Okay, question seven. What was the final PS2 game? What was the final PS2 game? Are you talking about officially or the ones that were released recently because of Kickstarters and stuff? What was the final PS2 game? Oh, okay. <laughs> As in, officially the last one. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Okay, question eight. Which fighting game features characters called Wang Tang, Edward Falcon, Jack, and Galuda? Which fighting game features characters called Wang Tang, Edward Falcon, Jack, and Galuda? Looking for series. Okay. I like this question. This is fun. Question nine. What was the name of the infamous song by The Offspring in Crazy Taxi that was subsequently removed from future releases due to license expiration? It was two, wasn't it? Was it two yeah. Offspring songs? The infamous one. All right. All right. What was the name of the infamous song by The Offspring in Crazy Taxi that was subsequently removed from future releases due to license expiration? All right, question 10. Soul Calibur 2 had a single unique character on each console release. Name all three for a point. Soul Calibur 2 had a single unique character on each console release. Name all three.
Question 11. Which century is Horizon Zero Dawn set in? Which century is Horizon Zero Dawn set in? All right, and the final question. Which two PlayStation games featured scratch and sniff discs for their UK release? Which two PlayStation games, original PlayStation games, featured scratch and sniff discs for their UK release? Do we need both for a point? Yes, please. Okay. And that, my friends, is this week's quiz. Mm, bit of a bastard. That was a bit of a tricky one. Yeah. Sean's very quiet. I don't like this. Pretty clear wrote all your answers down, like, just like that. Yeah. No, I definitely got two wrong. Oh, jeez. Just mm. see what happens. We've just got it's... two wrong. We're still doing well. I've probably got more than that wrong. I just can't remember two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If you are playing along at home, do let us know how you got on in this particular quiz, either on Twitter or in the comments below. All right, then. Let's move on to some news. And hey, guess what? We went to Nintendo this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, myself and uh, Greg took the. Well, how long was it in miles, do you think? About 200 and something. I think it was 139 each way. So, yeah. Wow. 280 miles. 280 mile round trip to play Star Wars Pinball. <laughs> yeah, we got invited by Koch. Is it Koch or Koch Media? I never I never understood how to pronounce it. I, uh, I, I, I still don't know. They invited us to Nintendo's headquarters in Windsor to play Star Wars Pinball. And it was very nice of them to invite us. And we took up that offer. And yeah, we got to, got to go and totally nerd out in the HQ. You can see some pictures that we put up on Twitter of it. It was friggin' awesome. It, it was, was. We had a, yeah, we had a really, really good day. Pitbull was alright as well. Yeah, Star Wars Pitbull's fun. Uh, you can read my review up on thinkingguns.net now. And yeah, we just had a really, really good time. It was pretty crazy to walk into that room and think, wow, we're actually at Nintendo HQ. This is very bizarre. <laughs> you must have lost your shit as soon as you walked through that front door. We, we, did, we did keep it collectively calm. We didn't run in like little sort of girls and go, everything but we we were close to yeah it was close um the 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 guys from uh kosh media that were there were also sort of nerding out of it so i think it was their first us... time there wasn't it because they were allowed to use that as a as a hub yeah they it sort of gave us license to nerd out a little bit more yes and they were they were cool with us taking pictures everywhere and going a bit nuts and they yeah, offered to take pictures in, in front of the smash brothers mural which was pretty insane yeah so thank you for that um Josh, Lee, and is it Namir? Sure. Can't remember his name. The guy who's already played Shemu. Oh, yes, that guy. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God, I'm so jealous of that guy. I <laughs> <laughs> think it might be. Uh, but yeah, Star Wars Pinball uh, is is really, really good fun. I said in my review, it's the best pinball game ever made. And I know that's not um, maybe not a high bar to, to clear, but the more I played it, the more I thought that wow, this is actually quite deep and there's missions and objectives and there's all sorts that you need to be getting on with. 
And for a Star Wars fan, it's just Nirvana, really. The amount of kind of like fan service that game offers. Uh, been able to unlock scenes whilst you're on the pinball and then watch them play out in front of you, like some sort of augmented reality on top of the table was really, really cool. And uh, yeah, the first time Greg ever played Joy-Cons. I know, it's weird that. How do you feel about them? Yeah, fine. Probably still not going to buy a Switch, but... <laughs> Are you telling me Star Wars Pinball didn't say you on a Switch? It did not, no. Ah. I might get a light switch. I'm, I'm think maybe a light switch one day, but yeah, the the novelty <laughs> joy switch. <laughs> <laughs> the Joy-Con novelty was a bit like, yeah, all right, cool. I probably am just losing them. So yeah, you say that, but then you realise that they're like seventy five pound for two. So you you look after them like they're a child. Right, true. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the the cost of controllers is what helped me really control my tempo when it comes to fighting games. Mm. Yeah, I remember you, you saying to, about that. Yeah, you don't want to break one of those at fifty quid a pop. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I want to say thanks to Greg for getting us there and back. In one piece. In one piece, yeah. And, 10 uh, yeah, out of 10 would do again. Yes, absolutely. Thanks again to uh, Koch, Koch Media for uh, inviting us. Uh, that was pretty wild. And it's a nice little perk of this uh, this this side hobby that we do here. The finger guns and things like that happen. Um, I've suddenly dropped a hint that we want to go to any Shemu event that it may have in the future. <laughs> Not so subtly. Not so subtly. Not so. No, I kind of had to pick him up, pick him up off the floor of his knees when he started begging. It was a bit like, "Come on, Ross, <laughs> please, let us go." Did you spy any kind of like secret stuff? No, we were in a. They, did you get peeled for like you know? No, they've been, they've got a function room to stop people from doing that exact thing. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Yeah, they go oh. that though. I mean, you said that you went. In order to go to the bathroom, you actually saw the Nintendo offices. Yeah, as you go upstairs, it's like, oh, there's what's in there? And it's just like, again, it's another coded door that I wasn't going to get into, so I wouldn't have been able to blag my way around there. Oh, I'm sure you could have done something. You really tried. All these years well, of playing so, Metal so... Gear Solid, and you didn't think to slide through events. You listen to some conversations hell? from guards, you know, all these years. If I was to try and sneak through a vent climbing to Nintendo's headquarters, I'd probably end up getting, like, asthma or asbestos or something. That'd be my luck. Yeah, but, you know, why does Snake smoke? There you go. You know, he's just keeping it out of his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> like, all I'm saying is, if you wanted to, you probably could have done. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to get us banned before we even started playing the game, so. Yeah, but Snake doesn't consider those things, does he? You know, yeah. <laughs> Snake's banned from everywhere. We have to do is tap on the uh, on the glass of the office and run around a the corner. They come out to the door, you take them out, sneak in. Come on, <laughs> classic stuff. Yeah, Agent Forty Seven or Snake, you take your pick. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Greg. I'm new today. I started uh, started this morning. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, just like because it's very close to the castle. I could be like, oh, the Queen's just like royally decreed me that I can come in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Windsor was a nice town as well. We saw we saw Queen Victoria. That was pretty cool. Yeah, she's pretty stoic and very stiff. Yeah, I didn't say much, but yeah. she was uh, watching over Windsor at eight thirty in the morning. It was nice. a a super early trip. We had a nine thirty time, and so that meant leaving Somerset supremely early. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got there. We got there with loads of time, and uh, we made it back by well, half past two in the afternoon. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> wow, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was pretty cool. I'm even stopped for a KFC on the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I can eat cheese now. 
Yay! Oh, thank you. God, I've missed cheese. What a day I had today. Oh, I'm sure you can take this opportunity now to say, well, I've had it for not, you know, I have not had it for so long. Well, then, you know, just carry on not having it. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't happen. No. Okay. No. I think it might, I might, I might go back to that, but I've had a, I've had a day of it today. I'll just say that. So how, <laughs> Dave, just eating cheese, just yeah. fromage down your throat. Just guarding cheese. Uh, yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, listeners, uh, yeah, I was ordered by doctors to stop eating cheese because it was messing with my insides. Apparently I ate it too much. Um, and, uh, so I did for like seven months or something. I had to be off cheese and, uh, and off pork and all sorts of things. And I did it. Went for a checkup recently and they were like, Oh, well, yeah, you can probably go back and cheese now. Hey, thanks, doctors. <laughs> They're the so best. You're back the pork as well. You're saying the vegetarian. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staying off pork. That, uh, that does scare me because that, that's what really messes me up. But they were like, slowly work your way into cheese. That's fine. I had a four cheese pizza today from Asda. It was amazing. Are you currently surrounded by baby bells? Just <laughs> empty, <Yeah. laughs> empty wax baby what, what, bells everywhere. It's not that scene from Seven with all the magic trees hanging down that room. But, but <laughs> baby bells, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this is a really good conversation. Let's keep on going. Oh. <laughs> I'm going now. Love it, isn't it? Hey, so hold on a minute, right? So uh, Roscoe had a four cheese pizza, and you, Sean, had a four bin monster thing. Yes. We're going to get told off now, aren't we? <laughs> no, not by me. I had the biggest <laughs> baked sandwich in the world today. I loved it. Well done. Oh, well done. Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you again to your video. What a, what a day that was. What a morning that was. It was just uh, pretty wild. And I do hope that we made a good enough impression of ourselves that things like that continue to happen. That would be uh, most excellent. Right, let's move on then to our next topic, which is Project Resistance. This week, Capcom revealed a multiplayer Resident Evil title, uh, which currently is only known as Project Resistance. I'm assuming that... Is that the final title? Does anyone know? No. I don't know. I think it's a working title, isn't it? It, it is described as a working title in the current trailer, so I'm going to say no. Okay. What are they, they going to go with? Like Resident Evil Outbreak, re-outbreak, or? <laughs> well, well, current thinking is that this isn't really a game at all. That it's a, a multiplayer mission side thing for the remake of three. So take that as you will. I can't just remake three. Instead. Are they actually still remaking three? It's gone very quiet on there, isn't it? Yeah, but they'll, they'll announce it when they get around to it. Though. But like the, the current thinking is that this whole thing, you know, why they haven't given it a name and why they obviously have a beta playable but still haven't given the goddamn gaming a name is the reason why they think it's not going to be a full release on its own they think it's going to be something tacked onto the side of something else like like the new sort of mercenary mode kind of thing yeah yeah that's that's what that's what the current internet thinking is i i don't particularly agree with it i just think it's a a really cool thing you know project resistance is like too good a marketing opportunity not to go with and to be fair just release it as is because like that's a cool name yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see if they can take because I don't know if you guys ever played the Outbreak games. They were a good idea. They just weren't done very well. I, I didn't know. I did not know. And I didn't play them on. I've I barely played it online, but was sort of PS2 early internet day, so it wasn't great. But uh, yeah, you you had if you went online, you had three other AI players, and they were just they were terrible. So I never really got that far into the Outbreak games because of that. As good as the AI in, in Resident Evil 5? 
I was gonna, I was literally gonna make that comparison. I thought no, because then it's the same series. But yeah, they, they put they put Shiva to shame. Yeah, good. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I was just curious about... I'm not a massive Resident Evil guy, but um, Greg Hicks, I know you are. So I was curious about your thoughts on this and if you're um, looking forward to multiplayer Resident Evil goodness and if you have any thoughts on it, really. You're right, I'm a Resident Evil fan, but I'm a, I'm, I am play for the story, which is quite funny. No, I, I like single-player Resident Evil games, so the Outbreak stuff... I mean, like, never, like I said a minute ago, I never really played a lot of Outbreak. I'm, I'm like Paul, though, because Paul didn't exactly get aroused over the... Uh, cgi trailer but yeah yeah it just it i don't know what they're trying to do are they trying to fill left for dead's boots because it's a popular series now or i don't know what to think really it could be good it could be if it it handles if it's got the same um engine that the new resident evil 2 had plays like that so you are over the shoulder like grounded character and you're taking on sort of hordes i think it could play really well if they make it a bit more fantastical and you can dodge roll and jump around like Operation Raccoon City, which was fucking awful, then no, it's going to absolutely tank. So if they've learned from that mistake and they can make a decent one, then yeah, it, it has potential. You know, I will give it a try when it comes out. I'm not going to dismiss it straight away. But yeah, I've always been a, a solo as an evil player. So it'd be interesting to see what comes of it. Okay. I mean, I think the most recent kind of four-player zombie multiplayer that I remember playing is World War Z. Yeah, we we should really go back into that. I really enjoyed that. We really should. Let's all mm-hmm. do it tonight. Maybe not tonight, but oh, I'm in Cotswolds, so no. Um, ah, that is a problem. Yes, was... Just uh, no, we I I'd, I'd be up for playing that again. Sidetrack. Yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm cautiously apprehensive. We'll see. I'm always keen for more Resident Evil, but I have been bitten more than once on that. With especially with Operation Raccoon City, which was just turbo wank. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's a shame we're not naming these podcasts based on what we say because that would have been an absolute pearler of a name for a podcast. <laughs> the Finger Guns Podcast Turbo Wank. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we stopped doing that a while ago, didn't we? I think because people didn't know what the hell we were talking about. There was that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, didn't really give a good explanation of what the podcasts were. But um, I've I've now kind of utilised that into the into the subtitles of the uh Post something on net. So this could be the subtitle. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't show up on like Facebook when we share it around. Yeah. Finger guns podcast project resistance turbo wank. Turbo. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Sean, have you got any thoughts on project resistance? It looks really cool. It looks really well done. There's a lot of potential there. I think this this whole genre has been doing, you know, a, a pretty decent resurrection of itself since evolve and i'm quite interested in the whole you know mysterious fifth player i I look forward to seeing how well that's been done because the four players all look a bit like actually useful rather than you can play this generalized but you know you you know you've got a specialty if you want to use it it looks like they all have specific skills that every player will have to use whereas the the big you know the controller guy the guy that's got the whole conspiracy and releasing the monsters etc I really, he really fancies seeing what that actually feels like to play, especially like taking over the zombies because that looks sweet FA, sweet AF, sweet FA, <laughs> sweet AF, yeah, the sweet, yeah, not not sweet FA, sweet fuck all, no, let's not do that, no, yeah, no, it looks it looks really cool, so I'm I'm quite excited. I hope it is a full release and it it's got lots of content in it and it's not just a mode tacked on to a remake. 
that's that's my two pence. Cool, nice. Uh, Paul, you said you weren't all that fussed about that trailer. Oh Jesus, I saw that trailer. I don't think I've ever been so bored in my life. It was just so generic. <laughs> I like, I, you know, I mean, the thing is, um, Resident Evil, great. Um, I still don't think you're going to beat Resident Evil Seven for anything, really. Um, but it was like, so World War Z um, came along, and they, you know, it was a bit clunky. It wasn't, you know, you know, didn't have much polish to it. But it was a lot of fun, and those holders on come at you. I mean, we were, all of us just like dropped our jaws when the oh, it was a bridge, wasn't it? And they're all just coming over. It's it like, you know, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, cool. And um, and this just seems like I don't know in some ways a step backwards. Granted, it was a CG sort of trailer, and it didn't really show much of the game. But I just, I, you know, I think I'm just bored. It was just so boring. And also, I think. Uh, I, I'm kind of a little bit kind of put off because for some reason when when it first got announced, Project Resistance, I had the Sony uh, acquisition of uh, Insomniac in my head for some reason, and I saw Project Resistance, and I immediately I thought, oh yes, Resist- Resistance, Fall of Man's Thunder, ah uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I'm all over that because I love games just so good, um, and then you know it was like Resident Evil, I said, oh I'm going back to bed, and that was it. It was kind of just didn't. So you don't you don't like it purely because it wasn't a resistance game. No, 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 no. It kind of like put me on a. I was I was very excited for it to be in a resistance game, and then it's Resident Evil, and then I thought, okay, that's fine. And then I saw the trailer, and then it just kept going downhill after that kind of thing. Um, they just need to try and. I mean, Resident Evil Seven sort of kind of reinvented Resident Evil, and for the for the better. And they kind of thought like just take really? a step I thought it was boring. No, oh hell! Well, maybe because I played it in VR, which is just like one of the. Oh, okay. Oh, well, no, to, to reiterate, I found I found the last third of it boring, with it got all actiony and on the ship and such. Yeah, actually, that's the trouble with. I mean, Resident Evil Four, yeah, it was started off great, and it you know the action kind of took over a little bit. Um, five was shit, six was shit, seven was great, and then it's all going back to like you know that kind of horrible generic. Thing that Resident Evil was famous as for. Say what? Have you, have you played? Have you played the remake, Resident Evil Two remake? Um, I have not. No. Oh, just go and fucking play it. It's amazing. You'll oh. love it. If you like, if you like Resident Evil Seven, you'll you'll really enjoy the the remake too. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your word for that. Oh, just just a quick interjection from last week. Did you go back and play Star Wing in the end and press select on the uh, asteroid field levels? Oh, I, I don't have it. Oh, which is annoying. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will definitely. Give that a go. <laughs> it's not on your uh, your mini snes. It is on a snes mini, but yeah, I've just uh, I've got so much stuff plugged into my TV at the moment. I've, it's, it's taking a back seat in the uh, in the cupboard, which is annoying. I see. Yeah, I'll tell. You, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to get rid of my PSVR because those cables are really, really starting to piss me off now, and I need to tidy it all up a little bit. Oh, don't get rid of your VR, man. That's all you have left. And well, I'm preparing for the new one. Do you know what I mean? I need to save save some <laughs> cable space. Cables. The new one that hasn't been officially announced and is probably yeah, about be, a year though. off yet. It's coming, man. It's coming. Not a, you know. <laughs> That's right. fascinating. So I need to... VR, why it still has a bit of value. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need to tidy up some cables, so I'm going to sell this piece of hardware. Not tidy up the cables and tie them neatly or, you know, put them I in a cable tie. You cannot tote anything with those cables in the PSVR. It's the worst piece of design ever. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just <laughs> yeah, you try playing super hot and not get tangled up and then pull your PlayStation out of the bloody thing and then your TV falls over. It's just like, it's terrible. How, how enthusiastic do you get playing games? 
Have you played Super Hot in VR? Though? No, I haven't. No. Nah, you well, play that in VR. You can't understand. I'm, I'm I'm playing anything in VR. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll understand. Super okay. Hot. Okay. Anyway, carry on. So you're not into Project Resistance then? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let's move on then. Two. There are details incoming this month for The Last of Us Part Two on September 24th, uh, known as Outbreak Day in The Last of Us, of course. Uh, the day the Cordyceps infection broke out wildly amidst amidst oh, humanity. That's yeah, it's clever, isn't it? Hey, there you go. Um, there will be some more details about The Last of Us Part Two incoming, and it's been a while because this one has been very quiet as of late. So, I guess, uh, Sean, what do you think we're going to see here? What do we want? To, what do you want to see personally from The Last of Us Two? I'd like, I think, I'd like to see a demo of gameplay that wasn't totally tailored to make it look awesome if this makes any sense so basically so far we've seen a couple of cutscene trailers and we've seen one particular scene where ellie jumped over some cars and there were no prompts on the screen there was no heads up display there was no target reticule it had all been scrubbed of all the ui what i i think i want to see now is like something close to the finished product and i think that would be kind of the best thing for them to show now I think they've seen, they've shown enough horrific torture porn for everybody to you know get off on. What we need now is to see some gameplay about what it's going to be like, and that's that's what I'm hoping for. I pro- we're probably going to get a release date this time now. You know, we're getting close. We're probably going to get it on Twitter, as soon as I said we wouldn't. And I, I I hope that's what we get. I I don't think we're going to get much on the day of that press release because I think it's going to be a press day where they treat everyone really special, and then we'll probably get it all from the two influencers that can't keep their mouth shut. So that'll be interesting. (laughs) What are you looking forward to in The Last of Us Part 2? Me? Yeah. Everything I've seen of it so far makes it look like one of the most realistic games visually-wise. You know, you look at the characters and you think, these are stunning character models. The lighting, everything is stunning. I'm looking forward to seeing if they can keep that up throughout the game. And from what I've seen is the animations of the characters look like next-gen. Like, so the one piece of gameplay that we've seen where Ellie jumps over and she stumbles against the car and you see her put her hand on it. If that isn't a animation that's designed around a particular button press, if that's contextual hand movement, and if it's if it's going to be like that throughout the, the game, that might be the next huge step for games if they've nailed contextual animations for characters. I think that's where Naughty Dog might really push the boundaries with this game. The fact that characters they don't they don't move like a computer game character they move like a human that you're directing i think that might be one of the most impressive things obviously i've not finished the last of us so i will be hopefully before the second one comes out so i don't know story-wise what to expect but you know i enjoyed the gameplay from the first one but i played so i'm hoping for more of that but better as you know, uh, I, I loved The Last of Us on the first time I reviewed it, and my review, I think, was only about three paragraphs because it was one of those sort of games you couldn't really review because you needed people to experience it, and it was such a wonderful, uh, incredible story experience that it just kind of blew my mind. And I wrote in the review, it doesn't need a sequel because that was a nice story that was told, and I was happy with how it ended. And now there's a sequel, you know, I'm, I'm excited, but I think, and this might, this is just, just my, you know, misery, I guess. But are people not getting just bored of these longed-out reveal teaser things? Because I've now lost interest in the in Last of Us Two now. 
It's been so long since we've seen anything. We had a little teaser trailer. It looked amazing. It's all good, everything like that. And then nothing happened. So I got a little bit excited. Oh, you know, it goes on too long. I, I like a teaser. I like a little teaser. And maybe a month or two later, another little thing or whatever. And then just fucking reveal the game. Do you know what I mean? Don't just wait as long as I have now. Because it's just, it's, I think it's detriment to the to the game itself. And so I've kind of just lost a little bit of interest in it. So, but I'd like to see what's happening with it. It'd be quite interesting to see where the story goes. Because, um, like I said, the first one, I don't think, oh, it didn't really a sequel. But there you go. I was kind of with you on that. I mean, I don't think the story needs a sequel. Um, it ended rather beautifully. I won't go into it, obviously, because uh, Sean hasn't finished it yet. But I think the direction they're going with this now, years later, is quite interesting. And so, obviously, I'm going to play it, obviously. I'll be there day one. It's oh, yeah, me too, a, probably. But, you know, it's question. just, but, yeah. You know, I think that maybe they revealed it too early. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think, well, was it the PlayStation Experience 2015, I want to say? It was, uh, a, it was, it was a, a while ago, ago now. Yeah. And, you know, great, they're working on it, brilliant. But it has been a long time now, and it probably still won't be released until next year. I mean, when you, so, when you think, think about, I don't know, uh, like Star Wars uh, coming out, I can't remember what it's called now. That got revealed last year, looked great, coming out this year. I thought, you know, same with new Watch Dogs. Now, me and you, Ross, we both love Watch Dogs 2. So we're super excited about Watch Dogs 3. We saw a little glimpse at E3, got like, really excited, getting released next year. So, you know, we, we kind of where we stand. Was, you know, Ubisoft will probably just tease a few things to us in the coming months up until, was it March it comes out? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so they probably tease a few things, reveal a few things, and then, you know, we had to wait well, know, a span of like eight, nine months for, from reveal to release. And that is a nice time scale, but Last of Us 2, yeah, great. It's a, it's a big game, a big deal. But, I mean, you know, what, three years or so it's been teased? I was bored of it. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was revealed PlayStation Experience 2016, and that's in December. So we're talking 2017, 2018, probably all of 2019. I don't see it coming out before Christmas. If it does, that will be insane. But, you know, that's that's three years of teasing. Maybe this is going to be the March game for Sony. But I, I expect them to have, have announced it early because they wanted to keep the momentum high with the PlayStation 4. It's it's like you tell somebody that something amazing is coming, like the, the Last of Us Two, and people you know will instantly go, okay, uh, if I was going to buy an Xbox One, maybe I'm having second thoughts now because I really enjoyed the first Last of Us. So I understand why they announced it when they did, and there's probably been a lot of problems during development. You know, we've heard a lot about delays and how you know the game was originally supposed to, supposed to come out this year, but it's probably not going to come out this year. And last year we told. Maybe it's coming out this year, but it's probably not. It's going to come out next year. But I think Sony are pretty comfortable allowing this go for as long as possible. They'll let the development go for as long as they need to, because if they release The Last of Us 2 at the end of the PlayStation 4's life cycle, you are basically locking a hell of a lot of people into the PlayStation ecosystem ready for the next generation. And because it's cross-gen, people are more likely to go, hey, the PS5 is launching, the Xbox 2 is launching, whatever they want to call it. Uh, both have got backwards compatibility, but the PlayStation 4 has just had probably the game of the generation released. Which one do I go for? No, it's, it makes it easy. If they don't call it the Xbox One 2, I'll be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox what? The Xbox One 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they did that with this last of us, didn't they? They released it at the end of the PS3's generation, uh, life, and then... 
remastered it for the PS4, didn't they? Yeah, and you know, you look at the Last of Us had a pretty profound effect on the PS3 and the Xbox 360 because if you look at the way that sales were, the Xbox 360 was beating the PS3 hands down for a very long time. And then over the last two years of their life cycle, when the you know the Last of Us came out and the PS4 was was you know basically taking off, the PS3 ended up selling more than the Xbox 360. I'm sure sure that wasn't just the Last of Us's fault. It can't be held responsible for all of that happening. But you know it was a big driver in people picking up PS3s. You know people bought PS3s just to play the game that was being told by you know like what was it Empire Magazine called it the the best game ever made. Yeah. Like. When you've got Empire Magazine telling you that, then it's going to shift consoles. So Sony are probably reasonably happy that it's been delayed for as long as it has because it makes you it makes for a fascinating lock-in for next generation. You know, it's you've got both companies now. They they've already started the next gen war. You know, they keep saying we're not we're not warning each other anymore. This console war. They know that people have only got so much disposable income, and that's why right now they are trying to chuck out the best games that they possibly can. And this one's perfectly timed to capitalize for next gen. That's an excellent point. Uh, right then, I'm going to go around asking all of you, release date, when is it coming out? Uh, Sean? March. March the... Oh, you want a specific date? Yes, please. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, March 16th is my birthday. That would be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. Paul? I'm going to say October... 31st. Why not Halloween? There you go. As in a month and a half from now? No, no, no. Next year. Oh. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> well, who knows? You know what I mean? Might want to, yeah, man, might no, want to fill you up a few more teasers first. <laughs> See, this is just typical Paul. This is, I say a date and he just adds six months to it. Just same as he did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> typical Paul. <laughs> uh, Greg? I'm going to say March the 17th. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, like, this is... I, I don't really get to say much because I know you guys have covered it anyway. And you guys are pretty much the same kind of points. I don't know why it needs to be a sequel. And like Paul said, I'm getting kind of bored of all the constant, like, oh, here's a bit more. Oh, here's a teaser for the announcement thing. I'll just believe it when I see it. I'm not going to say it's going to be like vaporware or anything because it is going to come out. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just wait for it to come out. I'm, I'm sick of buying into hype, apart from Death Stranding. Um... So yeah, uh, should not get excited on that game, Jesus. Oh, well, that's the next oh. bit. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I don't know. Next year, quote unquote, June. I don't know. Fuck it. No, oh, right. June. Fuck it. I like June, it. Fuck it that June All the right. fuck it. Okay, so we got March, June, and October. We really well, know our stuff. Guys. We sure. really know our stuff. Uh, yeah. Whoever's closest, I'll buy a pizza. Hey. Right then, let's move on to our final topic, which of course is the Tokyo Game Show. And we get to talk more about Death Stranding! Hooray! Uh, this week we saw the reveal of the 49-minute demo of Death Stranding, um, which Kojima threw out to everyone. And uh, yeah, that was something. And we also had another look at the Final Fantasy VII remake, which looked absolutely wondrous. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Greg, talk to me about this new Death Stranding stuff. Yeah, looks good. Still no idea what the fuck's going on. Jeff Keighley's in it, but not voiced by himself. Your favourite person ever. Mm. Yeah, it it, it, summed, it showed a lot more of the, well, one of the core sort of tenets of the gameplay, which is you are Sam Bridges, delivery man extraordinaire. And it was quite a novel concept of how much you can carry between the loads you can carry, which I thought was quite impressive. 
slash hilarious. It seems to be like the, the main crux of the gameplay is you are delivering stuff from A to B and trying to avoid the uh, BTs on the way through. Uh, there's got to be more to it. It's, it's Kojima, isn't it? There's got to be more at some point. It can't just be fetch quests and delivery quests for the entire game. And there's a bit of the weird combat, weird stuff with Mads Mikkelsen, Matt Mickelson's character. I don't know. I, don't, I still don't know. The fact that it was in Japanese didn't help. <laughs> what if the whole game's in Japanese? Uh, that would be a very it, Kojima move, wouldn't it? As long as it's subtitles. No, he would just say, like, I wanted it to be native. So, yeah, fuck you, everyone else. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to be able to tell you what I, what I gathered from the 49-minute playable trailer. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It looks good. <laughs> It wasn't playable, but it was just gameplay. Sorry, sorry, yeah. gameplay trailer, not playable. No, no. Gameplay trailer, sorry. Yeah, um, I want it to be good. I'm still hoping it's still gonna be day one for me, but sure. I still got some of what the hell's going on. I just don't know. Sean, any thoughts on our Death Stranding footage? Yeah, it looked boring. Shall we say? God. No, so the thing is, I get the feeling that this is going to be a game that's far better to play than it is to watch. I think it's going to be like Metal Gear Solid Five in that respect, where you know, it it looks dry as fuck to, to watch but like when you when you play there's like tension so one of the things i noticed was like when i watched this section where he's running down a hill and he's heading towards this city that's like off in the distance and everything that you could see you could go and traverse but the person that was playing was having to pick the best route down this hill and every time he messed up he was having to like quickly jab on the shoulder buttons of the dual shock just to stop him from falling over. I get the feeling that there's going to be like moment to moment gameplay sections like that that just look like to the the person watching that there is just walking. Whereas I think there is like a moment to moment gameplay look of a loop of finding the best way to traverse this land, making sure you don't end up falling down and waking the baby and bringing BTs. I, I think there is going to be a loop there. I just think it's really difficult for, to to demonstrate that on stage because it looks like somebody walking and I hope it's more exciting than it looks because if not, it looks just like Uber Eats Simulator and I'm not sure I'm on board for that. Like, you know, there's, there's plenty of weirdness there and there's still stuff that we haven't seen from just the trailers that we have seen. So, like, we, we don't know what um, Troy Baker's character is. Like, we've never seen him inside the game aside from showing up and turning into some kind of weird shitty lion thing. Like, <laughs> no, we haven't. Like, so, so like in, in the trailer, he's like... No, no, he, 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 sum, he summons it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. Summons it. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Mr. Semantics. Don't um, miss sell <laughs> the game that Troy Baker turns into some gold-faced demon. He doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, you know, like... It just we, we there's there's loads we don't know, and I'm hoping that what we don't know is far more interesting than what we do know. And I get the feeling that it's like a good movie that if you tell people there's a tri- there's a twist, people are always looking for the twist, so people don't tell you there's a twist. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I ho- I think Kojima's. I'm I'm hoping to Christ that he's realised that all of the movies he's watched that have a twist, he needs to stop telling people that he have a twist so, so that you know people can enjoy it. And I, ha- I hope that's the case. If not. It could be boring as, as shit. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Not long Indeed now. Indeed we will. Indeed we will. Paul, got any thoughts on it? Yeah, it looks like the worst game I've ever seen in my life. All right. Oh, okay. God. I, I, no, do you know what, right? So the game, don't get me wrong, the game it looks quite quite good. Graphically, it looks, you know, pretty special and stuff. But as a game, it looks utter shit. And and the trouble is, 
again, goes back to our last conversation. Is this fucking thing's been teased so long? First you had, oh, I can't remember his name, Revis, Remus, what his name is. And then as a baby being some weird shit going on, what the fuck? You know, oh, it'll be quite good. And, uh, and then you've got teased and teased and teased. And now it works out it's like fucking Deliveroo Sim. I was like, I'm not bothered. It's just absolutely the worst uh, idea for game. I don't know why, this is going to be controversial, but Kojima, man, why is it such a big deal? He made some Metal Gear games. Not only the first two are probably not any good. Um, you know, after that. It got a bit weird. You know, it all went a bit of shit. It went a bit kind of got a barbie station. I, I do like you, Paul, but you are really testing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry for having an opinion, but... Uh, Only the just... first two Metal Gear were good. Metal Gear Solid 3 is fucking brilliant. Oh, four of Man. shit. Five of shit. Um, it, the, the, well, the thing is, it's just... Get out. If you want stealth games, Splinter Cell are by far the much better stealth games. By far. Metal, the Metal Gear games are just like they're I don't not know, stealth just... games though. They're tactical espionage action. CQC, bullshit. Bullshit. It's just. Do you take it out your hatred of Death Stranding on the fact that you're not very good at Metal Gear? No, I'm great at Metal Gear. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the late games lost what was Metal Gear's all about, and when you know yeah, maybe five was a bit better. But um, I mean, who for starters, who why would they release a forty-five minute? trailer slash gameplay video for a game that's about delivering fucking pizza it's like yeah but do you, who, remember, do you remember the first reveal trailer for uh the first reveal for metal gear before it was metal gear 5 when it was just called the fountain pain and it made no sense and then it was like that was a that was a rug pull thing by like moby dick studios and it turned out to be metal gear Solid 5 so maybe it's a simple maybe there's, there's got to be something more to it than this delivering there's, there's got to be something to it it's 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 bananas it's got to be so. Well, it's Kojima. It's the be... thing. I mean, it gets to a point where Kojima, because he thinks he's so good that he can produce anything. And it doesn't matter if it's a pile of toot, fucking pizza delivery boy, or fucking Metal Gear Solid. You just think, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I just, I've got this feeling that he's just thought he had a big falling out of Konami. He said, you know, fuck you lot. I'm just going to create what I want, which he has done. And given the sort of some of the weird shit that's happened in the past Metal Gear games, anything goes and it just does not look interesting at all even if there's something else to it it still doesn't look like a sort of game that's going to engage it just looks dull my concern is that yeah he has been given free reign and it might be an auto driven pile of wank turbo wank if you will but uh yeah it'd be interesting it's it's because we have no story details yet well not much in the way of story details apart from your you know reconnecting east and west and all that mcguffin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's still up in the air. I, I want it to be good. I wish more than anything that this was actually the real full version of PT or something, because PT was amazing. That's that's something he's done, uh, and you know, credit to him, it was absolutely brain meltingly scary and atmospheric and everything. And it was a really really like, amazing game. Uh, and I was hoping this would be like, like a full version of that, but it's turned out to be. I don't know, Uber Eats. You thought Death Stranding was going to be the full version of Silent Hills? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just you see in the game from thing, you just you just hope for the best, don't you? But you know, <sighs> but it's not. I love you, Paul. I love I love the way your brain works. Oh, what the fuck have I done that? <laughs> no, nothing. Just like I, I I there's a game coming out. It looks more like Metal Gear Solid Five than it does any other game. No, 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 no. But, but I, I wanted it to be PC. Hold on. So Final Fantasy VII got a new trailer. was teased in it, and that was all we had. And, and there were stories going around that Norman Reed, at the time of PT, there were stories going around that Norman Reedus and Kojima was working on something, and, you know, I just figured it might be that, but it wasn't, so, you know. No, because they cancelled it. They even said, we've cancelled it. 
Yes, I know, but you know, who knows? <laughs> you know I mean, maybe I don't know. Could you got a cardboard box and said, "Surprise, not really." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love you so much, Paul. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh. still, still day one for me. Awesome. Well, uh, I hope you stream forty-five minutes of it so I can fall asleep easy. <laughs> that was savage. <laughs> They're all savage. Not for your, uh, you know, uh, entertainment narration of the game you're playing, because the game is probably just going to be like a snooze fest. Oof. Well, elsewhere at the Tokyo Game Show, another new uh, trailer landed for Final Fantasy VII Remake, and this is the first time I've looked at a Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer and gone, wow, that is absolutely amazing. Uh, Sean, can you tell me about the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer, please? Because I want to talk about it a lot, because it looks very pretty. Yeah, there's um, a lot of new stuff in there. They've released now pretty much every character that you could probably hope to want to see from disc one of Final Fantasy VII's original version. There's some new characters. Um, so there's there looks like there's a, a member of Soldier has been included and will be working with Shinra. And it looks like, it looks amazing, to be honest. I, I'm super impressed with everything they've shown. I am very impressed that they've even thought about the fact that, so I don't know if you, like the last couple of days, they've released a new gameplay trailer where they said obviously we have the the combat from basically final fantasy 15 like the active combat where you can call in your summons you'll you'll fight alongside them much like final fantasy 15 but actually they've included a like a turn-based version which is like the tactics version for final fantasy 15 so you can basically stop and your 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 limit breaks will charge over time and you can choose which which moves to do at any one time it looks like They've really thought about this remake in some brilliant ways, and I am super, super excited about it. And they've even, like, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's in it. Mark Hamill is in it. Come on. Like, everybody looks so much better than than, than I ever expected them to. Every character model that I've seen has been like, yeah, you know, that is just, you've really freaking nailed that. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Greg, have you seen the Final Fantasy VII trailer? Yeah, and... As you said, like I, I know when they announced the remake, I went ooh, and then when the first trailer came out, I kind of went um yeah, not really sold on the look of it. Uh, I'm not against active combat versus uh, sorry real time versus like active battle combat and all that, but yeah, this trailer the other day, and I kind of went actually I'm growing more to like it now, and I do like Final Fantasy VII. It's not the best one, but when they announced their remake, and I was like why they're gonna make it modern? It's gonna be rubbish, and yeah, this new trailer has made me eat my words. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a bit annoying that they've, they've, they've talked at disc one or the first episode or whatever you want to call it is only going to be in Midgar. It's a bit like how long are they going to spin it until the next one comes out? And it, what's, what's their time plan? It's like six months to a year per episode, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's only going to be Midgar, then everyone's going, oh, Midgar is not a very big portion of the game. And it's not. But if they fleshed it out and they've made a lot more to it, but without diverging off the original then yeah I, I can't see why it wouldn't be a full game just set in midgar episode one yeah i mean there's quite a bit of new stuff in that trailer there's a part yeah. where um the bar is attacked by what looked like ghosts yeah and... there's that there was that bit from the other trailer wasn't there where he grabs Aerith's wrist also why is she called Aerith now the big debates i know uh, that was originally i know yeah um when he grabs her wrist and then there's the spooky ghosts yeah so spooky, I... spooky, spooky fart ghosts that come around so we'll see yeah. What more comes from that? It is probably linking her to the whole ancients thing, isn't it, and etc. and all that. Like, there's there's a lot of theories online that are basically saying that the the new bits are trying to tie in the later characters in a more believable way. Okay. Um, 
So my my only concern though is they're going to try and shoehorn some of the Advent Children and stuff in there. Now that that wasn't a terrible film, um, but what was the sickness the kids got in? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, it was just. I mean, it was a good film as a standalone film, but if they try and incorporate some of that in there, it might ruin it a little bit. But then they brought the character designs over of, of the Turks from the film, haven't they? Like Reno and uh, Rude and all yeah. that look look like their movie counterparts. Yeah. So it, it'd be interesting. I'm 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 more on board now. Good. Good. I mean, Final Fantasy VIII is still better, but <laughs> nope. Oh, didn't we do this last week? We did. I won because it had time travel in it. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> So, Paul, I was curious what your thoughts were being our resident Apple fiend on uh, Apple Arcade. £4 a month, 100 games, including Frogger. What do you think? Frogger. Uh, Joe, you know I think it's pretty cool. It's, it's one of those services that's already quite new, but probably grow. And with the release of iOS 13, there is now finally the ability to connect Xbox and PS4 controllers to your phone iPad, etc. Maybe even Apple TV. I'm not really sure about that. So that's a bonus. And when that gets sort of integrated more, there probably more games come in. And you know, for one month, it's not bad. But you know, if it's just going to be like a bunch of you know phone games, which are not great, let's be honest, it might end up being a bit expensive for that. But if it's an early platform, a stepping stone, so you know better games come along, then I think it's pretty good. And obviously, they get the investing money and getting developers on board to. Uh, make exclusive games, but like they are of Apple TV+. Plus. So as an Apple fan, I'm a little bit interested. I don't need another subscription in my life, I know that, but I'll be interested to see where it goes. Has it convinced anyone else to get themselves an Apple product? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted. Fair enough. Oh, really? I'm tempted. Yeah, my, my renewal is up. My, my contract runs out very soon, and I, I basically stay away from Apple pretty much since since they started. But to be honest, this is starting to look like a really interesting proposition. So there's quite a lot of games on there that, and, and a lot of developers were on that screen that I quite like. So it, it is becoming very tempted to see if I can get a, a new Apple. I don't know. I'm tempted. I wouldn't have even entertained this like 12 months ago. So that's that's what's changed. What about Apple TV Plus? Anybody interested in that? I know it's not games related, but... Um, no, I'm not so far. I mean, I uh, currently in my contracts listing of things that I have subscriptions for, you know, once Sky ends, I'm going to just go completely on demand and subscription based. And so as soon as Disney Plus comes out, it's all over. There's nothing else yeah. really that I want. I, f- I think they're going to actually just trance everybody, even the mighty Apple are just going to yeah. struggle. I really, I really think they are. I mean, Apple TV Plus is only 4 99 a month, which is very impressive. Yeah. Uh, considering what they're throwing on there. And I'm sure the, the, the content will be good. But um, yeah, it will involve an investment from me for an, an Apple product. And so... That can't, is you just, can't you just use Apple TV, which is not that much expensive, about 120 quid or something? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could, but it's still 120 quid. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of money still, but you know, in terms of, you know, you know, yeah, you don't need to spend a thousand pound on an iPad to watch this stuff. I think, I think Apple, uh, I think obviously because the iPhone and all their products are now like not selling that much anymore, they've found out that obviously subscription services will amount of money given iTunes music, so they're obviously focusing a lot more on their business. To subscription models and you can't just live off music so i think they're trying to expand and it's early days uh, for both the tv and the, and the gaming thing but i reckon apple do have a lot of clout and a lot of money so you know i reckon in, in a year's time once or a year after it's launched i think it'd be pretty good whether it warrants another subscription though i'm not sure but you know if you want to keep an eye on definitely awesome okay let's crack on then with the quiz 
Answers. How, how's everyone feeling about this one? Not very confident. Well, I'm a little bit confident. All right. Uh, I think so, I did it right, actually. I'm actually feeling Billy Big Balls in this one. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Let's bring it on there. Uh, I'm probably going to eat my words. Here we go. Question one. What was the name of the main villain in the first Banjo-Kazooie? Uh, Paul, what did you get for that? Was it Gruntilda? Correct, sir. Yes. Gruntilda was... The correct answer. She had to, I, 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 I asked for the full name. She had a really weird second name. I can't remember it, but it was something. Winky Bunyan. That's it. <laughs> what a weird name. I couldn't remember it. So oh, thank you. Good old banjo. Uh, question two What game console does Rio have in his house in Shenmue? Uh, Sean, what'd you get? Uh, Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn is correct. Yes, that's what I put. That was a guess. The game is set in the 80s. It doesn't make any sense, but there we go. At all. <laughs> question three. At just under 37 million copies sold, which is the best-selling Mario Kart game of all time? Greg? I threw a guess at this one. I put Mario Kart Wii. Absolutely correct. Hey, that's why I asked if you wanted numbers. I couldn't remember if it was a numbered one or if it was just called Mario Kart Wii. Boss, oh, that's a shame. It did sell more than 37 million. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought it was Great. Super Circuit. I was sure it was Super Circuit. Uh, unfortunately not. Mm, that sucks. Question four. What three games were revealed at Sony's E3 2015 conference regarded as the Holy Trinity? Paul? Was it Shenmue 3, Last Guardian, and Final Fantasy VII? Absolutely correct. Fuck for that. (laughs) Well done. Uh, Number five. What were the first two PS4 games available for PS Plus? Paul? So was it me? Yeah. Again? Yeah. Uh, Was it Contrast and Resogun? It was Contrast and Resogun. (sighs) That contrast. Game. What was contrast? Yeah, I put, I put Outlast. Contrast. Uh, contrast was, was um, thing, yeah, it was a game where you could walk around in shadows. Really good. Actually. Uh, crap. And if you, oh, well. if you saw a shadow up on the wall, you could walk over it and stuff. It was really cool. It was good. Uh, okay. I thought for some reason I thought it was Outlast, but that was one of the earlier ones, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, number six. What was the name of Liam Neeson's character in Fallout Three? Sean. Uh, James. James is the correct answer. Woo. Uh, number seven. What was the final PS2 game? Greg. One of the Pro Evo games. Which one? Oh, fuck. 2014? PES 2014 is the right answer. Oh, I picked a year. Because oh. that was the year before the PS4 came out. No, it wasn't. The year after the PS4 came out, wasn't it? after, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a gamble. Well Did done. Did you mean to say, what a Google, did you just say? Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, then. Number eight. Which fighting game features characters such as Wang Tang, Edward Falcon, Jack, and Galuda? Uh, Sean? Power Stone. Yes. Power Stone is the correct answer. Yeah, and boy. the only reason I know that is because I that was one of the questions I was going to ask, ask you. I know oh, nothing well, about Power Stone. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. All right, number nine. What is the name of the infamous song by The Offspring in Crazy Taxi that was subsequently removed from their future releases due to license restriction? Uh, Paul, have you got an answer for this one, mate? Uh, was it All I Want? It was All I Want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said it before. Said it again. That's one. It's all I want. It's all I want. Yeah, that one. Number 10. Soul Calibur 2 had a single unique character on each console release. Name all three, Greg. All right. It was Spawn on the Xbox. It was Link on the GameCube. And it was Hihachi... On the PS2. It was going to be Cloud and Final Fantasy 7, but they couldn't get the license, so they got Hihachi instead from Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. There you go. Absolutely correct. I remember to give the right answer first this time. 
So Cloud doesn't actually uh, count then? No, because he wasn't in it. Oh, but he was. Did not I see like a demo of it or something? Didn't he like, appear in a trailer or something? No. Mm. He must he have done. He, he was in a game called Air, Air Guys on the PS1. Well, that's just a load of bollocks, isn't it? No, it's a real game. <laughs> oh, so I've got more right apart from Cloud. Oh, man. Well, you didn't get it right then, did you? Yeah, do, 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 do. <laughs> I remember that very well because it was the uh, it was the Soul Calibur that was released uh, the Christmas Awards at Game Station. Mm, we played a lot of the Xbox yeah, one because we had the Xbox yeah. one on, on the console on the TV by the desk, didn't we? Yeah. Number eleven. Which century is Horizon Zero Dawn set in? Paul. Uh, 1996. <laughs> I have no idea. Nailed it. <laughs> That's century. That's totally a century. Yeah, 1996. Yeah, totally yeah. a century. Someone said, oh, 25th century. I have no idea. Greg? I put 26th century. Okay, Sean? 30th? Oh, it was the 31st century. Oh. oh. And finally, question 12. Which two PlayStation 1 games featured scratch and sniff discs for their UK release? Sean? I think Grand Theft Auto 2... No, Gran Turismo 2, sorry, was one. <laughs> first answer. Uh, sorry, God, I've got to accept your first answer on that one, I'm afraid. Okay. <laughs> he only said it wrong. I mean, no, okay. Ooh, harsh. He did it with all of us. No, I, just, I, just thought, I just thought he got his title was wrong. All right, it's fine. Uh, Greg? I put Gran Turismo and FIFA. I don't, I don't know which exact numbers, but I remember it being those games. Do you want the actual number title, do you? I mean, I, I feel like I should. Yeah, that's... Well, then I've probably got it wrong, haven't I? I, I was, well, Grand Turismo 2 and FIFA 98. Ooh. Paul, what have you got? I've got FIFA 2001 and Grand Turismo 2. Paul is absolutely correct. Fuck. Well, FIFA 2001 you, you and Grand Turismo You didn't say exact titles, though, but I suppose they are exact titles, so I'll shut up on them. Nah, you didn't ask. <laughs> well, no, because they were in those, and... those two games, not the series, so yeah, no, that's fine. Right. I'll take the hit, don't worry. FIFA 2001 and Grand Turismo 2 shipped with the peculiar idea of scratching stiff discs. If you scratch FIFA's disc, you would smell the pitch. Rubbing Grand Turismo disc would deliver an authentic pit stop smell. Mm. There you go. All right, tally up those scores. <sighs> okay, last week's winner. Paul, what have you got? I've just got a mere eight. Eight. Greg, what have you got? I'm doing a Paul. I'm going to get one more than him, so nine. <laughs> Sean Davies. What is your first ever score on the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge? 15. <laughs> he's, never had to count. he's never had to count before, has he? <laughs> you got 10. 10? I got 10. Oh, Sean is what the winner. Oh, there you go. That backfired. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to confess. I give myself the answer because I took a photo and uh, that last question, I've given myself a point. <laughs> if you want to take that away, I'll, give, I'll, I'll fess up and we can have nine. I had the right answer written down. I just said the wrong word. Well, I've had that happen to me before, but it didn't count, did it? No, you didn't. Oh, I did. <laughs> well, not about two, but another time I had the right answer. What a ghost, down. ghost trick, whatever it was. You said it was ghost. That one, another time. Uh-huh. I had it written down. I sent you a photo of it as well. I didn't get the point for that, did I? Yeah, but I, I knew what Sean was going to say. He just got slightly the wrong title. I, I also. I, I'll let him have it because I can't be asked to do a tiebreak. I also wrote down the 31st century and said 30th. But. I mean, I'll send you the picture if you like, but no, it's fine. Uh, All right, Sean. Sean is victorious, and he gets his place on the leaderboard with one win. And I will retire. (laughs) That will do. Place of glory. (laughs) All right, then. Thank you very much, uh, all for playing, and uh, let us know how you got on on our finger guns trivia challenge. 
Right then, we've got just time for out this week. And out this week is, on the 20th, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. The remake coming exclusively to Nintendo Switch and looks absolutely stunning. Also on that day, of course, the light switch is out next Friday in all of its wonderful colors. Turquoise, yellow, gray, and whatever. So if you do want one of those, £200, you can just go and get one. That's amazing. Uh, Nino Kini, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the Right Witch Remastered is coming out on PS4. And Nintendo Switch also on that day. Truck Driver is coming out on the 19th of September. And on the 17th of September is Bus Simulator. A game called Agelos, A-double-G-E-L-O-S, is coming to Switch and PS4. Uh, looks like a Sean Davies joint, that one. You should have a nose on that one. They all look like mine. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you're into your TC games, Lego Jurassic World is coming to Nintendo Switch on Friday the 20th. So if you need a Lego game for your brand new light Switch, then there it is. And uh, that's about it, except for Tempest 4000, which just comes out on the 20th, which looks awesome. Um, you should go and have a nose at the trailer for Tempest 4000, because it looks rad. And that's about it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much indeed for joining us on this week's episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. Don't forget, you can follow us everywhere over on Twitter at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are down below in the description. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitch and Patreon and all sorts of crazy things. We're absolutely everywhere. Possibly too many places. You never know. We just keep going. Keep adding to that. So, I want to say a big thank you to all of our hosts this week. And it's goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye. Goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. And it's goodbye from Mr. Paul Collins. See you. Now I've been your host, Roscoe Kennison, and I'll see you next time for episode 27 of the Finger Guns Podcast. Hey. Hey.